0: yo what's going on beautiful people the black hokage aka TVH. and to be honest i'd like to welcome you back to my show hokage thoughts the show where I ain't no hoes but we do think out loud here on apple podcast spotify whatever you choose to listen to this show on today in which i'm recording is may 23rd 2020 summer's almost here things are starting to heat up, but uh, sadly, this time of year also reminds me that there will be no Marvel movies, if those of you unfamiliar with me, you know, the only thing I watch is Marvel movies, okay, and it's all thanks to the coronavirus, so, uh, actually, you know what, then again, Did anyone really want to see Black Widow? (laughs) Nah, nigga, fucking fuck. Who cares anyways? Now, before we get to the show, just know that if you enjoy the show, make sure to rate it five stars on Apple Podcasts. It helps move my show up to Algorithm, which which helps bring in new listeners. Remember, five stars on Apple Podcasts. And if you want to financially support the show, head on over to RedCircle.com slash Thoughts, and you can donate whatever amount you see fit. If you prefer cash app though, then send your donations to dollar sign, the black Okage 08. I repeat the cash app is dollar sign, the black Okage 08 to send those donations in. Now, before we get into the show, I wanted to start off the show with something really serious some really hard hitting news. I wanted to bring this one up. Um, We're going to be talking about a little bit of game a little bit of media. I've been watching stuff. I, I know I don't really watch TV, but I have been watching some stuff. I wanted to start the show off though with something that was just so heartfelt Thought-provoking and just meaningful. I I had to start the show off like this. Let's go ahead and switch into the article side. By the way, YouTube.com slash theblackokage if you want to check out the video version of the podcast. Opening conversation. World-renowned popular streamer, Summit1G. He said, weird, unpopular take. I've always thought it was a little weird to use your emotes in another channel unless you know them and they know you well. Thoughts, question mark? Sure, I got some thoughts for you. Let's pull up your stats. Okay, we got the stats for you. Here's some thoughts for you. Okay, so in the last seven days, according to Sully Gnome, which is one of the most popular like Twitch trackers or whatever, Summit 1G has averaged 21,775 viewers, concurrent viewers. Um, that's what he averaged. That's not what he peaked. Uh, that's just what he averaged so basically 22,000 concurrent viewers he has over 1.5 million hours watched he's gained over 5,000 followers damn near six um he's gained over a million views he's his peak average was 32,000 view concurrent viewers and he has 69 hours stream 69 (laughs) all right so going back to what you were saying let's 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 rephrase again I've always thought it was a little weird to use your emotes in another channel unless you know them and they know you well. Any thoughts? Yeah, my thoughts are, I find it really interesting that you average 21,000 people in your chat and everybody in your chat is using your emotes. But if I were to come in there, the only thing you would see is not all the love, not all the donations, not all the sponsorships, all the clout, the generational wealth that your family has been blessed with. You won't see that what you'll see is me using my emote and this is what i meant by earlier when i said there is a big cultural difference going on on this shit is fucking weird and you know what's weird really weird about this shit like i always say there's two sides of twitch there's the white side of twitch you know the one percent and then there's everybody else um if you read the comments, the majority of these comments are like uh, they're they're agreeing with them. Yeah, I think it's weird. It's self because so the argument is that if you use your emotes in another streamers chat, they're saying it's self-promotion. Um, and I, I like I guess I kind of get it. But my thing is, like, if you if you're entertaining 20,000 people in your chat on average and you stop your stream to click my emote to see where that comes from like to me, that's really weird. And it just reeks of insecurity. Like that's a, honestly, that's a different level of insecurity. Cause, cause the way that I see things is like, if I come in somebody else's chat and I use my own emote, it's not because I'm promoting myself. It's more so I think that emote fits the conversation. I use whatever emote I feel like fits the the mood of the conversation. And if it just so happens to be mine, that's what it is like. And then also like, who are you to tell somebody they drop $5 on another person's channel. Who are you to tell them they can't use their somebody else's emotes in your chat? That's really weird. To me, it's like, oh, making, you know, million. Less, I don't know how much he makes, but he, he, he makes at least a few million a year. Those millions you make isn't enough. You need all the, the emote money. You need all the sub money. And like I said, it's just really weird to me because if you scroll down and read these comments, a lot of these streamers on the other side of Twitch, as I like to say, they're agreeing with this shit. They're saying it's like self-advertisement, like... Like, uh, it's, it's advertisement in a sense that like, if somebody clicks your emote, then they'll see where it comes from. But like, I don't think anybody's intent is to advertise. I think everybody's intent is they just want to use the emote that they think works best for the situation. And I think intent is what matters most. And I also think, what the fuck is this conversation? Why are we thinking so damn hard about emo? So then it became like a joke and a meme in the Twitch community people were like, yo, you can use it. You can use your emotes to my chat. It's cool. It's welcomed here. But it just really shows like the mind frame. Like I-, I wish that I was privileged enough to where my only problem is life was worrying about, you know, somebody else using their emotes in my chat. Like I can understand maybe it's annoying if somebody comes in and they spam an emote in your chat that you're not familiar with. But then again, is it? i would just be annoyed that it's spam not because it's their emo i'm like yo why are you spamming that fucking emo that has nothing to do with like the conversation or anything that's going like that's kind of weird but then again like i said people paid money good money to use the emotes and now you're telling there's like all these unwritten rules like on the white side of twitch that like you can't you can't use your emotes in somebody else's chat there was another one what was the the other rule um i i can't think about this top oh you can't you okay so if you're a partner on stream uh, if you're a partner on stream if you're a partner on twitch you get a partner badge you get a verified check mark next to your name so if you type in other people's chat uh, a check mark will show next to your name so people will know you're a partner streamer they'll know you're a streamer um there are a lot of streamers on the white side of twitch basically uh they do not like it if you show up in their chat with your partner check mark they prefer you to turn it off because they they view that as you're trying to like promote yourself or something like that and the way i look at that is like i worked hard as hell to become a twitch partner why would i not be proud of that like who the fuck are you to tell me i need to tank, i need to change my damn check mark off like imagine you got verified on twitter right and like you go reply to somebody's tweet because they're having a you know twitter's a public forum you're having a public conversation it's not a dm and they be like oh no no you can't reply to us because you have a check mark like i worked hard for that check mark you know I, i'm clearly some person of like level of influence who the fuck are you to tell me that i can't use that shit like you look goofy as hell if that's all you like i can understand if you come in with the, with the check mark and you just start promoting your stream and shit like that because then then you're and i'm not talking about emotes because they perceive emotes as self-promotion i'm talking about it is rude to go into somebody's stream and just start dropping links to your stream or somebody else yo come check out my yeah that's fucked up you shouldn't be doing that shit. but you now you're telling me there's an unwritten rule that i gotta turn my check mark off when i come in your chat Yo, you motherfuckers is insecure as fuck. You see, you view everybody as a threat, but then again, I can understand why because I'm I'm not gonna lie, ain't no nigga like me in the one percent. Like let me, like I said, let me get in the, let me get my foot in the door, and let me co stream with some of these big streamers. I will take your fucking audience, and you know I will. <laughs> Yo, let me stop. <laughs> but the reality is, most people, I, I just don't understand this mindset of like people, like, like people, um thinking that everybody's out to get them like everybody's not out to get you not everybody's out to promote their stream you you check your privilege at the fucking door jesus fucking christ we're talking about animated they're not even animated we're talking about pixels pictures you can't holy shit did he just use his his teddy bear emote in my fucking chat who the fuck do you think you are buddy (laughs) i know i have twenty thousand people in my stream and I have millions of dollars in sponsorships, but I just can't focus because he, because Paige, because Paige the panda posted her panda emote in my fucking chat, you fucking weenie. Niggas sound like fucking weenies, bro. What are we talking about? Niggas is going through shit. Like, I, I feel like it's irresponsible to tweet shit like that. Like, nigga, the coronavirus is going on. Niggas' families is dying. People's families is dying. Motherfuckers is struggling to pay rent. Like That's real shit going on, bro that's real shit, I'll be telling people, yo, the day I start acting like that, just unsub for me, dog, just unsub for me, i start crying on stream about stupid shit that doesn't fucking matter, just fucking us, y'all got permission to unsub for me, fucking, fucking people's family members is dying from corona, people can't pay their light bill, people can't pay their rent because they out of work, um, some states is opening up early, further spreading the fucking disease and shit, and my nigga, you talking about fucking artwork in your chat, I can't believe Larry the Lizard posted his fucking lizard e on my fucking god, you fucking weenies. (sighs) Let me get off this topic. This shit is weird, dog. This shit is fucking weird. Maybe I'm crazy. It's like I said in the Valorant rant. The same thing applies like when I said in the Valorant rant. Like, is something wrong with me? Is something wrong with me? I don't know, man. Like, I've just been through shit. I've been through real life shit. Y'all hearing some of the stories I be telling this shit just doesn't it just doesn't resonate with me it doesn't resonate with me imagine this being the greatest problem you ever fucking have right like in your life at the moment and i won't say ever but it, like, like that's the biggest count your blessings money you got a bed to at least at least you gotta and i always say it's not i'd rather i'd rather have a bed to cry on than fucking be homeless and crying be happy you got a bed to cry on this is one of those times where it's like save your fucking tears my nigga don't want to hear that shit anyways um on today's podcast (laughs) on today's podcast we're gonna be talking about a little bit of that gaming shit because you know how we rock you know i'm known for the gaming um a little bit of the media i've been watching a little bit i've watched a couple things since the last podcast which is crazy because y'all know that um i don't i don't be uh i don't be watching like a lot of tv and anime and shit like that these days um which by the way this is an idea that i've been running by the twitch chat uh if you don't come through to the twitch streams you need to at twitch.tv slash the black i'm thinking about starting a book club reading like self-help books on stream you know dropping different types of gems uh I, like like because people always say that like they they like to learn from like my podcast and my streams and stuff like that but like, i also like to learn myself so it's like if i can learn something and we we all learn something together i think that would be dope i don't know y'all let me know i'm thinking about doing that um let me know on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter, Mr. Underscore I at Mr. Underscore I keep it real. Tweet me. And let me know what you think about book club or whatever on Twitch. I think low key that could be fire. I haven't seen nobody do this shit. Like, let me start giving you my ideas. ideas. Why well, I sound like Lil Wayne? That is that a wrong? Um. So yeah, we're gonna talk a little bit of media, and then I took some questions for you guys. This promo will probably be shorter than. Uh, previous episodes because I don't have any I, I'm playing trials of mana right now on Twitter on Twitch if you're not following me I haven't beaten that yet so we're not going to do that review um so yeah I don't have any games review but I do have like some some couple topics I wanted to talk about fuck it let's get into a gaming all right listen check it out boom just a question something I've been thinking about this is not a question that any of y'all presented this is a question I'm presenting to you the listener something to think about and you can feel free to tweet me on Twitter and we can have a discussion or if you're watching the video version leave a comment in the comment below is there too many remasters? And do we need to make rules for who qualifies and who doesn't for a remaster? Because, and then also remakes too, remakes. Because uh, you got, look, you got, they announced the Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 remaster, Saints Row the 3rd remaster, you got the Trials of Mana remake, Final Fantasy 7 remake. I know remakes and remasters are, are different, but just, they're, they're similar. Uh, the Mafia trilogy, which is, the Mafia trilogy is fucking weird in itself because, Everybody thought that the trilogy was being remastered, but no, 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 no. Mafia 1 is being remastered. And then they just did like a resolution bump for Mafia 2, which you can play right now. And they also did a resolution bump for like Mafia 3, which is weird because I've never played Mafia. Uh I, I take that back. I have played Mafia. I didn't beat it. Um, I just played a little bit over a friend's house one time. But from what I know from the Mafia community, everybody seems to agree that Mafia 2 is the best one in the series. My favorite is Mafia 3. When I say I haven't played Mafia, I haven't played Mafia 1 and 2. Let me let me clarify, because a lot of people don't seem to count Mafia 3 in, in, as part of the collection because, you know, Black Man, whatever. Uh, anyways, it, it's the best one. Mafia 3 has one of the best stories in fucking gaming. If you want to know what it's like to be Black in America, that is like the, the the I don't want to say it's it's the exact replica but that's like the closest thing I've ever seen in video games to what it's like to being black in America and and on top of that you get to shoot Klansmen. I love that shit I fucking love that shit but that game was great anyways so Mafia 1 is being remastered but Mafia 2 wasn't like I said that's kind of weird because according to the mafia community mafia 2 is the best so why not update the visuals on that why not update the visuals on all three of the games why why call the definitive collection if you're only gonna remaster who cares anyways and then you also got rumors of the mass effect rumor rumors of the mass effect rumor i can't fucking talk i'm taking a swig of water hold up we need to make t-shirts for that you also got the rumors of a mass effect remaster. And I'm sure those are just ones that I can think off the top of my head. I'm sure there are gonna be more remasters coming, or there's been some that I I have, I couldn't even think of. But like I, I'm sitting there thinking, is it too many fucking remasters? I feel like like in 2020, there's been so many remaster announcements and releases, more than new games. Re- let's keep this shit a buck. What games are y'all looking forward to? I I you the listener, I can't you can't speak back to me, but I, I guarantee I know what you're thinking. You're probably gonna say The Last of Us Two. Cyberpunk 2077, Watch Dogs Legion. Uh, that's about it. Let's see. 2020 video game release. Those are only, the only three games I can think of off the top of my head that I think most people actually care about. Let's look at the calendar see what else is. Final Fantasy VII was fire, but let's see. February, March, April, May. What's coming out in May? I don't think anything important. Sonic at the Olympics. All right, you bitch ass. nigga. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. um, maybe some of you care about Mortal Kombat 11's DLC, but I mean, that's DLC. Fantasy Star Online comes on May 27th, but that's like a five-year-old game. I'm going to try that, but that's like a five-year-old game. That doesn't count. So let's go into June. Um, June and nothing's coming out. You got The Last of Us 2, which is one of the ones I mentioned. SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated. Yes, sir. Who's looking forward to that? Uh, July... So that's one game. Like I said, July, we uh, got Ghost of Shishima. All right, I'll get, I'll get, I'm, I'm, I'm sure some of you guys are looking forward to Ghost of Paper Mario, the Origami King, I'll give you that. So that's three games. Three games. Um, August, nothing comes out. Oh shit, let me, I'm, I got it in full screen. Let me show you all the article that I'm looking at. Uh, then September, are y'all really going to play? Some of you guys will buy a Tony Hawks Pro Skater 1 and 2. The remaster but I'm not unless I get this game for free I'm not playing this shit I, I didn't listen if you want me to get excited about a Tony Hawk remaster remaster thug one and two Tony Hawk's Undersgro- uh, underground or whatever that shit those were the best Tony Hawk that was the peak Tony Hawk thug one and two in my opinion it had a fun story the gameplay mechanics are great that's what that's what we need a remaster I don't care about one and two um Marvel's Avengers ugh, that comes out around the time cyberpunk That's like a w- couple weeks before cyberpunk I don't know man i'm not gonna give marvel i don't think anybody's really checking for like you know you catch marvel's avengers on sale but are we really checking for that so cyberpunk what's that for uh then you have a bunch of games with notes so like that's like four games four or five games i think that 2020 is looking kind of weak i'm not gonna lie i don't even know if it's gonna be enough good games to even do a top 10 games not that I i don't know if i'm gonna do that anyway but like that's to say and that's because there's so many fucking remasters i i just i just let's see one two three four five six i just named six remakes or remasters off the top of my head and i'm sure there's more that's more than like new releases that i'm looking forward to not that i'm looking forward to any of these fucking remakes besides Final fantasy 7 that should look fire and i'm playing trials of man but that's only because somebody donated it i'm rambling i'm sorry oh i lied mass effect i gotta play mass effect all right maybe that's why they're making remasters because they know we're gonna buy them oh my fucking god mind blown i'm sorry y'all i had some g fuel so i'm a little bit hyper but not the x because those headsets fucking suck anyways (laughs) doesn't this show suck make sure to rate it five stars on apple Podcasts if it does um so, I'm like, yo, so I'm thinking, like, all these fucking remasters, there's just as many remasters as there are new releases. And I'm like, yo, do we, do we as the gaming community need to make like some rules on who can and can't get a remaster? Like, I feel like you got to sell a certain number of copies, consider like a cult classic before you, because like, just who, I'm sorry, who was asking for a Tony Hawk one remaster? I have some questions about this because like, I feel like people look at that game with nostalgia glasses. Um, Tony, people forget, like, Tony Hawk, in my opinion, didn't become Tony Hawk until, like, maybe Tony Hawk 3 or 4, and then, like, the thug games, those were, like, the peak of Tony Hawk, in my opinion, but Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1, like, that shit is pure nostalgia, it was great for its time, but, like, that was before the manual was in the game, and that was before, like, like you could, like, do, like, a, a trick on the ramp, or a trick off the, or, like, a grind, and then you manual, and you continue it, and you combo the moves together, like it's 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 just gonna be like one trick at a time i i i heard that they might be this is more i heard that they're they're calling it a remaster but i heard this is actually a remake they're gonna be including those mechanics they didn't include the the manual trick continuation until i think tony hawk 2 so i I heard that they might put that in one so they might be changing the actual mechanics of tony hawk pro skater one maybe i'll be more interested if that is true i haven't looked into that so don't quote me on that i'm not trying to say that that's true or not but even still like it didn't have a story like you niggas is really excited for the to play tony hawk 1 and 2 y'all excited to collect the tapes and collect skate did y'all forget there's next to nothing to do in that game and back in the 90s and the early 2000s that shit was cool it was cool to collect the tapes because the bar was much lower but now the bar is much higher okay i don't want to fucking roll up a ramp and collect letters to spell skate i don't want to find the hidden tapes i don't want to i don't want to find pamela anderson sex tape okay actually maybe i do maybe i do um that's beside the point listen this g feel is hidden g feel cut the check uh <laughs> i don't want to do that shit so i don't care about fucking tony hawk who the, listen i've said this and I'll, I'll die on this fucking hill i've always enjoyed saints row more than Grand the Auto. Mainly because I'm a gameplay first type person, and Saints Row has always been more silly to me than Grand Theft Auto, uh, and like I like silly shit. Um, but I'm I'm not checking for a Saints Row 3 Remaster. Who asked for this? The game came out like in 2011. I know that was like a long time ago for some of you, but like I who I want a new Saints Row. I'd rather get Saints Row 5 because Saints Row Saints Row 4 was fun, but it wasn't a Saints Row game. It was a superhero game. That shit. Saints Row 4 was what Crackdown 3 was supposed to be. Fold it put it on a shirt boom bam bada bing um but yeah i'm not a, i was never asking for a saints row 3 remaster so like you, i feel like they wasted resources that could have went towards a new saints row um mafia i was never asking for a remaster but i mean some of you were excited so i don't know I, I, who's just there i feel like there needs to be new rules like you remember you remember in the ps2 gamecube era when like a game sold a million copies and like, I think it, that was the rule. It, they had to sell like a million or two million copies. And then you would you would get entered into the PlayStation 2 Greatest Hits uh, collection. Y'all remember that? You would go to the store and they would have like a section for the new PS2 games. And then they would have like the Greatest Hits collection. And it would have like, it would be a PS2 box, but it'd be like a red bar at the top. And it'd say Greatest Hits. And those games were discounted and they were only $20 a pop because they sold a million copies. I feel like if your game didn't sell like at least a million copies and it doesn't become a Greatest hit you can't get a remaster i don't know what these games sold i'm not saying they didn't maybe they did i'm pretty sure actually all these games did sell more than a million copies um but some 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 of these games that are getting remastered i don't know man i don't know um, I, I feel like there needs to be some type of rules in place uh can we now, now that i think about it can we bring back the greatest hits what happened to that can we get a greatest hits nintendo switch greatest hits ps4 maybe we do have it maybe i haven't been paying attention but i haven't seen it if a game sells a certain amount, discount this shit. Y'all don't need no more money. We need more games. All right, I'm done talking about it. <laughs> Let me get a swig of this water. Okay. Oof. My fucking neighbors are upstairs moving furniture. Every fucking day, these niggas is upstairs above me moving furniture. I'm like, what are y'all... Maybe they're not even... They might be fucking, actually. They might be fucking. I don't know. Um, I miss fucking fucking quarantine uh so next piece of news i wanted to talk about i know i don't like to get into the drama shit but i seen some things that just like i just wanted to speak on it briefly not too long not too long but uh youtuber h3h3 released a video um called content nuke it's like a 45 minute video where he was going in on keemstar everybody knows keemstar in the community uh this guy is personally threatened to smack me on twitter um I didn't appreciate that, but I I don't get into all the, the internet warrior, internet antics and shit like that. Um, but everybody was talking about it. I was asking me what I thought about it. So I decided to watch the video. I was cleaning the crib and uh, I put the video on the Chromecast and I was just kind of listening to it. It was some wild shit in that video, um, that was said, uh, that I hadn't even heard. I mean, everybody knows about the infamous Alex is a, is a, I mean, this is on Twitch. So I can say it. Alex is a nigger. Alex is a stupid nigger. Everybody, everybody remembers that part. Um, I didn't there was like some clips that he put in there where Keemstar was saying shit like nobody would ever fuck a black chick. Black women are ugly, black people are second class citizens. I'm like, oh, so this wasn't a heated Alex is a stupid nigger wasn't a heated gamer moment. It was um it's he's just uh he's a he's a known racist because you know that's what they like to say that's what like a lot of these big white content creators like to say they like to say oh i'm not a racist i just had a heated gamer one for those of you come through the stream and you don't understand what we mean it's an inside joke when we say gamer word because that's what they say like nigger is such a fucking it's it's become so normal in the white vocabulary when people play games they consider it a gamer word i swear to god look this shit up on twitter somebody said it on twitter so it's become a meme now um so like i didn't know that he had said all of this shit which fun fact by the way i remember yesterday when i was streaming i was i was talking about this a little bit i was like yo i was like who the fuck is alex because there was a lot of hatred in keemstar's heart when he was talking about alex is a stupid nigger i was like who the fuck is alex and what did he do not that it warrants him being called that i was like and then somebody was like alex was actually a justin tv uh staff member i'm like yo so for those of you unaware before twitch before twitch was twitch it was it was another website it was called justin.tv and it was a website where you could stream anything um irl irl streams are basically like a re like a reincarnation of justin tv but then they rebranded into twitch tv and started focusing on gaming and stuff like that so if you ever if you if you if you ever become a streamer and you email um twitch staff for like help like you, you, you file a ticket because something's wrong with your account or you need help with something you'll notice all their accounts do not say like um Paul at twitch.tv. They'll email you from a Justin. They never even changed their shit. I noticed that they'll email you from so just a fun fact. It used to be Justin TV. Anyways, um, and 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 Alex used to work for them. Um, so he went to war with him. I said like, that's crazy. But it was all this crazy shit going on, all this um wild shit that 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 he revealed Keemstar has said in the past and stuff like that. And he got into uh how Keemstar was baiting Etika and like fucking with his mental health and all that shit. I'm not gonna lie that shit was kind of a low blow uh i if if i i wouldn't i'm not saying there isn't some truth to what was said in that video about how keemstar was tr- how he was treating Etika, but like i don't know if i would have put that in a video or spoke on that i feel like that's a really low blow like you you're using somebody's suicide to try to prove your beef with another youtuber like that's not even a low blow that should have just corny my nigga like, this is coming from somebody who's never even met Etika or like knew him. Or I never watched his content. That shit is just fucking corny to me. You didn't, ha- he didn't have to do that to get his point across that video. He could have cut that entire section off. I-, I can't co-sign that shit. That shit was lame. Um, But I think the most interesting thing about this that I don't see a lot of people talking about, and this is why I put this on my show notes, because I really don't want to sit here and talk about this fucking scumbag Kingstar too long, is um, I see a lot of content creators and you, you can guess their demographic. I see a lot of content creators. They've made videos talking about how this video, the H3H3, which by the way, he's not innocent either. He's done a lot of scumbag shit either. I don't want y'all thinking I'm on his side. That's why I criticize the Etika part too. I'm just talking about it in general. I don't fuck with neither one of them. Um, What's the name? Uh, I see a lot of YouTubers. Uh, I've seen at least three videos from like big content creators on, who are a, a certain demographic. You know what I'm talking about. Um, melanin deficient. Um, And they were saying that like the biggest problem with this video is not what Keemstar has done in the past and the things that he's done. They're saying that like it's opening up a can of worms because the result of this video is Keemstar lost his sponsorship with G Fuel. But like the result of this video is it's opening up a can of worms and now other content creators when they have beef with people, they're going to attack their sponsors uh, and this can make people lose money. Uh, in, in all of this and like some people were like you know the statue of limitations is like at least in America the statute of limitations is 10 years basically if you commit a crime and they don't catch you within 10 years then they can't charge you for it you can't go to prison for it that's basically what they were arguing they were like what's the statue of limitation for a content creator who does something online that's regrettable how long before we're not allowed to attack them that was kind of their argument because they were like a lot of the things that h3 h3 brought up were long in the past and uh he's like it's a it's a a crazy can of worms to open because we could be losing money in sponsorships and i'm like okay so you guys care i'm like the reason i understand where they're coming from but at the same time i don't because the problem with the keemstar shit is that keemstar from what i've seen maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm wrong but from what i've seen from watching this dude from all the years he's never been remorseful for any fucking thing that he's done this dude is fucking this dude tried to play victim after he accused an old man you guys remember when he accused the old dude of a, being a fucking pedophile and it turns out the dude wasn't one and then like he was getting attacked and harassed and he was trying to he was trying to throw the blame away or whatever um this dude is never remorseful i've never seen him be remorseful for saying alex is a stupid nigger black women are and, and black people are second class citizens nobody would fuck a black chick because they're all ugly i don't see him being remorseful for any of that shit and that's why it's different like, I think it's different if somebody does something that they regret and then they come out and they apologize and they learn the error of their ways and they show. But this dude has continued to be toxic. I've been in the game for a long time and he's a continued, like, just known toxic person in the fucking community. There's no remorse in anything that he does. So why should we feel sorry for him that he loses sponsorships? And honestly, the the people that are there bringing up this point, you come across as fucking spineless to me. All you people care about is fucking money, dog. And, like, it, it kind of goes back to what I said. It's it's become a point to, like, niggers become a fucking... It's become a meme to some of you. Like, you don't care how it affects... And because, honestly, it's because a lot of you don't interact with people of color. You don't interact with us. You don't know what we go through. You don't even bother to try to understand what we go through and how it affects other people. I think that shit is stupid as hell and I think it's spineless. All you people care about is fucking money. What, what about... we, we got to, You shouldn't have a sponsor. If I can understand if Keemstar did something he apologized and he was remorseful for it and like 10 years later five years later they try to bring it up still and he's changed and he's become a different person he hasn't changed he hasn't said sorry so why do you give a fuck about whether or not he he lost sponsorships you know what it sounds like to me it sounds like people are projecting you're worried that somebody's gonna dig something up on you that you know you're not sorry about because deep down you actually think that way like I said I've been saying this shit for years and I think people are finally starting to see it because I swear like every month a new content creator is getting in trouble for some shit these people are not they're not that great of people they're not trying to learn they're just trying to fucking just because somebody's good at video games doesn't mean they're a good person just because they got I, you know my biggest problem I feel like a lot of gamers they think just because they were bullied in, in in fucking middle and high school for playing video games, they think they understand that they they have they don't have blind spots. Just because you got bullied for being a fucking gamer and a dweeb, which by the way, I don't think any of you were ever bullied for being gamers, you were bullied for being socially inept. That's that's beside the point cuz bullying is not cool anyway. Um Where was I going with this? I'm ranting all over the fucking place. Um like all you people just care about is money. All you people care about is money there's no morals there's no and this is coming from somebody who like this is coming from somebody who used to say the f-word in all my videos all the fucking time i talked about this on stream yesterday this is coming from somebody who said that used to say the f-word all the time on my fucking streams because that's just that was just a word that was used uh growing up uh around my way but i didn't I, I never i genuinely don't hate gay people i don't have a fucking problem with gay people and these are conversations that i've had with gay dudes i let them know i used to say this shit in the past so if something comes up and like people try to pull shit up and try to cancel me I'm letting you know that's not how I think anymore. Like I've learned the errors of my ways. I learned a lot of people in my community are actually gay. Uh, I actually have a few trans people in my community. And I was like, and from, it was brought to me in the discord like a few years ago, like this is maybe four or five years ago that like I made them feel uncomfortable. And like, that was never the case. Like to me, I was just talking. Like I said, that's just how I grew up. That's how I talk. So you know what I did? I apologized. And I said, you know what? I'm wrong for that. And I'm gonna stop saying that shit, bro and I you notice I don't say that shit anymore because it's honestly it's not even necessary is I'm it's, it's not necessary to be part of my vocabulary so it's like I, I leave the videos up I leave my videos up from the past to show growth and show that I've matured like you niggas can't cancel me that's not who I was in the past and that's the difference I'm telling you I've grown up I've matured I've learned the error of my ways and I apologize and um you because I, you niggas can't cancel me you can't fucking cancel me but like this shit like you're like, like fucking keemstar like he still he still does toxic shit all the fucking time he still does this shit all the fucking time and you want me to feel bad because he lost a sponsorship you motherfuckers is spineless all y'all care about is money don't care about no fucking morals maybe 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 you're not perfect maybe you're not perfect But because you're fucking millions of fans adore you because you play fortnite or you know how to play valorant they got they got you gassed up and thinking that you're fucking perfect when y'all are not um, and that—that's all I wanted to talk about. Fucking—I uh, mean, even an example like a recent one, like the Jenna shit with Twitch, when they pulled up her Discord archives and they found all the racist shit she was saying, and she was also reporting black streamers just because they were black. Uh, that shit literally happened in 2019. And then when they pulled up the when they pulled up the archive on her, did she apologize? Eventually, but her initial response was, "Was that me? Oh my god, trying to pretend like you want me to feel sorry for a person like that? I don't give a fuck about that shit." Anyways, I am I'm, I'm off that. All I want to say is you motherfuckers are spineless, bro. You're spineless. All y'all care about is money. I, I I'm more disappointed in some of the responses that I've seen in this entire situation. Um, but it is what it is. Like you gotta have self-awareness to have growth. And I feel like a lot of people don't have self-awareness. They just want to make money. And I want to make money too, but I also want to keep a certain level of integrity, and I would hope that that I would that uh that I would grow. A lot of people say that I changed. And for the most part, I think I'm the same person at my core. I think a lot of, the most people who say that I changed, you motherfuckers don't even know me. One thing you got to understand about the Internet is like I show you what I want you to know. I tell you a fucking couple jokes in a video. That doesn't mean you know me. You know my life story. There are people that there's a video that I just uploaded recently where I was. It's from my previous podcast where I was talking about why I had to quit my job. Which I didn't even go. I forgot to tell. Like I only told like half the reason why I quit. Another reason was because I passed out, which I talked about in another podcast. I'm gonna have to upload that. But that's by the point. There were people in the comments that said they didn't even know I was a teacher. I I've been telling y'all I was a teacher since like 2012, or like in in my past life or whatever. People still didn't know that. And you know why? Because you don't fucking watch. Uh, so that's when I say you, you don't know me you want you watch a couple videos about me joking But you don't watch all my content. You don't know who I am Even if you did watch all my content, you still don't know who I am. Where am I going with this? I'm not sure I, I lost my train of thought The internet is a weird, a weird place. It's it's a weird place. I'm just fucking rambling at this point Let me get on to the next topic because I'm tired of talking about this shit. Let me get a swig of this water um <clears throat> I wonder what a, let me get a swig of this water t-shirt would look like. I should suggest something on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at Mr. Underscore. I keep it real. Um, I got a question. This goes, this pertaining to gaming. So I put it in the gaming section instead of the question section. And it comes from E-Rice. Um, and he said, how do you feel about VR? I know it's probably hard to stream and interact with your chat while wearing a VR headset. Personally, I love it. And I feel it's here to stay alongside traditional gaming. Um, the way I feel about VR is first of all, I agree with you. It, it 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 would be hard if you stream the game. First of all, you have a beef PC, a beat like a crazy PC. You would probably need a two stream. Nowadays, you you don't need a two stream PC setup for the most part because the the uh, the invec encoder and the new 2080 uh, line of GPUs and above. Um, it, it takes the stress off the CPU. But even still, with like VR, you, you might need a second piece. Like you get into a beast PC to stream VR because VR is intensive um and you wouldn't be able to interact with the chat too because you have the headset on that shit would be weird but how do i feel about it as a whole all right so i am gonna give i'll give two opinions on this from a personal standpoint i do not like vr at all i thought i would like it there's some fun to be had for those of you know where i own a htc vive i do own one um so i'm speaking from personal experience there's some fun to be had but i i could never play that thing more than 30 minutes and part of it was health and the other half it was just like it just got boring to me so i could never play it more than like 30 minutes because um vr makes me uh, sick it gives me motion sickness um for those of you unaware in order to uh not get motion sickness the, the vr headset has to be running at bare minimum 90 frames per second uh ideally at least 120 frames that's why a lot of people who play the playstation vr they get motion sickness because the the playstation struggles to hit that 90 frames per second Um, and that's also why a lot of playstation vr games look like fucking dog shit uh, because they have to sacrifice the the graphics in order to maintain that super high frame rate because you need that super high frame rate to simulate real life um so like uh yeah i get motion sickness playing the htc vive um, and I have a, a beast PC. It has nothing to do with the frame rate. It's just like, it just doesn't feel good to me. Whenever I take the headset off, I always felt dizzy. You had to like get some ginger ale, like my stomach would be hurting. And th- that was just from like a 30 minute session. Like I couldn't imagine playing for two hours. Like it's so like, I I, I would get motion sickness off that. And from what I find, it's like 50, 50. A lot of people get motion sickness off of VR too. So like also too, there's a high barrier to entry. So, and what I mean by that is it costs uh, i don't know how much it costs now but when i bought my htc vive i got the first generation one it was 800 dollars. It, it's a high barrier to entry you need the 800 htc vive then you need a thousand dollar pc um and that's and that's just to run the thing then you gotta hope you don't get motion sickness that's three barriers of entry that are very high um and i, I another reason i think that it wouldn't last at least from a consumer standpoint I think it won't last from a consumer standpoint because there hasn't been any experiences that justify that high barrier to entry. $800 headset, $1,000 PC, and you better hope you have good health. Um, The only game I can think of off the top of my head that's finally putting VR and showing its potential is that new um, one from Valve, the Half-Life game. Half-Life Alex or something shit like that. What is that shit called? Uh, Let's let's look it up. Half-Life VR. Yeah, Half Life Alex. It just recently came out, like last month. Yeah, March twenty third. Um, that's a VR game, and that game has been getting crazy, really good reviews. I mean, you see on Steam, it's got a ten out of ten. Ninety seven percent of the people like this video game, according to Google. <laughs> Google. <laughs> out the JG. Um. So yeah, Half Life Alex is the first game that I've seen that's getting universally like just love and they're saying they're innovating on with the vr headset you'll be you're able to do things in that game that you've never seen in any other video game the problem with that is it's taken like five years for us to finally get a killer app software it doesn't matter how powerful hardware is software always pushes hardware ain't nobody buying a playstation 5 or the new xbox series x unless there's a game on it that warrants that fucking 500 purchase or however much the new consoles are going to cost um so that's why i personally don't think that um vr is here to stay unless we just get a slew of like games like half-life alex that just keep releasing and releasing releasing that are that are fire um but we need more than one killer app now from a corporate standpoint i could see vr i was talking about from a consumer standpoint just the average gamer from a corporate standpoint i could see vr still being a viable thing um i could see like realtors using it to give like virtual reality um tours of properties they're trying to sell um i know doctors use it for like surgery and stuff like that so like for stuff like that i could see it being used um more real world practices um i seen a video i think it was like on vice or it was some documentary like they're letting they're using uh, VR headsets for prison inmates who are getting out within like the next year. You can join the program and then you get a like I think it's like once a week. They they go to like this room and they give them VR headsets. They give them like Oculus Rifts, and they get to walk around and see what the world is like, because uh, a lot of them because the thing about prison is like, if, let's say you go to prison for like 20 years. The world change. The world changes like every 10 years um if you go to prison for like five years if you come out there will be some differences but for the most part you'll be able to simulate but the world changes like every 10 years um there are big changes and somebody who's been in prison for like 20 years like imagine going to prison in 1989 and coming out now we got like smartphones fucking computers smart cars like there's so much shit that's changed about the fucking world that you would have to adjust to like you went into prison in 1989 with a fucking sony walkman and you're coming out and you got to learn how to double tap, got to learn how to double tap that big booty on instagram that shit is tough man it's tough but that's <laughs> so like there's a program this is real shit i don't remember the name of the documentary i watched it on youtube but this is real shit they're doing they're doing a program in prisons where they, they get oculus rips and they get to walk around and just see what the world is like um in 2020 because a lot of them have been in prison for so long and it's going to help them assimilate into the I, into the world i guess although i think helping giving them skills and jobs would be a better idea than fucking vr headsets but um there's uses like that i could see it but from a consumer standpoint i don't know the only way i see vr truly prospering from a consumer standpoint is if um playstation 4 and play or if they continue it with the ps5 because you know sony is famous for ditching their peripherals um, if if the PS4 is VR, the PlayStation VR headset comes out with some killer apps uh, because it's a lower barrier to entry. I don't know how much. How much does the PS VR cost? PS VR. Uh, it's three hundred and fifty dollars, three hundred and fifty-nine dollars, so three hundred and sixty dollars. Well, that's a bundle. How much does it actually cost? I just want the PR. The, what does the fucking VR headset cost? Let me put on article mode. God damn it, Best Buy just doing bundles. Okay, so a refurbished Sony VR headset is two hundred dollars. So if I had to guess, a new one's probably like 250. Um, So there's a lower barrier to entry there. So I I think if VR really is going to blow up, it's going to have to come from console because it's going to be a lower barrier to entry. Uh, They got to have some killer apps on that PS4, the PS5, if they continue it. That's how I think uh, things could improve. But for now, mm, I'm not a big fan of VR. That shit makes me throw up almost every time that I've ever put on my head. Deadass, I have not used my HTC Vive. Since like the year I got it. It's been like four years since I've used my it's been sitting in the closet I've been meaning to sell it. I'm gonna put it on offer up or something like that because uh, or Craigslist or not because the Craigslist killer might get me uh, who remembers the craigslist <laughs> yeah yo if you want to if you want to buy an acc vibe, let me know if uh join the discord <laughs> if you want to if you want to join my discord you got to uh hit the 10 dollar patreon tier patreon.com slash gi updates if you want to join the discord uh, hit me with a message on there or send me a message on twitter so you want to buy my shit face it we've all gone a little too hard in the gym and the result was being able to smell yourself that's when you get all self-conscious and then you wonder if you should even finish your workout because you don't want to stink up the place well your first mistake was using that dollar store deodorant i prefer hawthorne because smelling good is important hawthorne smells great and they've made choosing your hygiene products easier than ever hawthorne offers colognes lotions deodorants body washes facial cleansers and more it may sound overwhelming but it's not all you gotta do is take the quiz on their site and based off your answers, they'll suggest the best products for you. They ask you things like how often do you bathe, skin type, your drink of choice, how sweaty you get, are you knowledgeable in fragrances, and more. I was thoroughly impressed by the level of detail in their questions. My results have led me to a cologne that gave off a sophisticated scent that turns head since I started rocking it. But what I was more impressed by was their lotion. I'm a lotion snob, and rarely do I switch brands often as a black man you will find lotions are too greasy or they don't moisturize enough i was shocked to find that hawthorne's lotions absorb quickly and it left my skin feeling great now i keep my hawthorne lotion dispenser on my desk at all times because i love to moisturize after washing my hands but maybe you don't care about lotion maybe you're a man looking to improve your face cleaning routine know that hawthorne now offers a facial cleansing tailored to your skin type like i said All you need to do is take the quiz that's two minutes long and they'll figure out the products that are best for you and it's free shipping included. If you didn't enjoy your experience at Hawthorne, know that there's free returns so everything is risk-free. So do me a favor and head on over to Hawthorne.co, that's Hawthorne with an E, and use promo code Hokage at checkout to get 10% off your first purchase. That's Hawthorne.co, use promo code Hokage for 10% off your first purchase at Hawthorne.co. Anyways, uh moving on to the media section of the podcast i'm not gonna spend too much talking about this god damn we 44 minutes into the damn podcast already anyways uh i didn't think this show was gonna i always say i didn't think the show was gonna be this long and then i end up fucking rambling uh i put media as this section so i wanted to let you guys know that i started watching baruto finally that's right ladies and gentlemen the black hokage your hokage sama negro (laughs) has <laughs> finally decided to watch baruto i've stayed away from this show because all the anime fans say this show is fucking ass and i'm a person that believes where there's smoke there's fire if everybody's saying something is ass there might be some truth to it um a lot of times things are exaggerated but there's certain levels of truth to it probably um but you know i was bored i don't know what came over me but i was like you know what i pulled out the laptop uh, I went on my alleged sites. You no, know, I ain't gonna get a plug away, but you know. And I put up Baroto and uh, I, I put it on the Chromecast, put it on the big TV in the living room, and I watched three episodes. And after watching three episodes of Baruto, I will say that. I will not be watching any more of this show unless I am, like, deadly sick and laying in the bed and have nothing to fucking watch. This show sucks. I heard it gets better after, like, a hundred-something episodes, but, bro, I'm not watching a hundred-something episodes for a show that might... Because the thing, right, what's good is subjective. Don't you ever forget that. What's good is subjective. What's good pussy to you might be dry to me. I'm just saying. So, I'm not trying to fucking... Indulge in a hundred plus episodes to get to that part that's supposed to be good and then i get there and i'm like eh. it was all right then i'm gonna be fucking mad but why is Boruto bad um it, it's 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 from what i watched it's just nostalgia it leans far too much on nostalgia and i feel like they don't they're not giving the show doesn't have its own identity at least in the little bit that i watched it was a lot of just hey you remember when naruto did this when he was a kid oh shit Boruto did that that reminds me when Sasuke did this it's like it just it's just trying to play into people's nostalgia and it's it's whack it doesn't feel like the characters have their own character and like I said a hundred episodes in maybe those characters do develop their own story and their own thing but right now in the beginning it's just like they go to the ninja academy they they fucking first of all their teacher is Shino Boruto's uh senpai is 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 Shino I didn't even know that nigga was Shino because he had like this weird ass helmet on I was like where's the bugs at? where the fuck are the, you know, the you know, nigga with the bugs all over my body, it didn't look like him, I was like, what the fuck, um, I, I, that show sucks, stay away from that shit, it weird, he's a cocky, arrogant son of a prick, I will say one positive thing about Boruto though, um, the reason I watched the show is, I forgot to mention this, I watched the movie, I was really bored, I was like, you know what, I got a couple hours, I'm gonna watch, I'm gonna watch a movie or something, so I put on the Boruto movie, uh, and I'm not gonna lie, the Boruto movie was actually not bad, um if i had to rate it it was like a c plus it was something to watch it wasn't bad um but the actual show once the show started i was like i was like you know what this movie wasn't bad maybe the show maybe people were exaggerating i'm gonna give the show a chance so i gave three episodes a chance and i was like nah this show sucks so the movie is not bad baruto naruto to baruto next generation i think it's called or something like that it wasn't bad but mm, tv show nah we'll stay away from that um another show that i did well another show another movie that i watched recently was the new justice league movie justice league dark if you want some fire if you want a res- recommend recommendation what was it justice league dark Apo- uh, apocalypse is that what it's called yeah just it's called justice league dark apocalypse war let me bring it up on the article this is the movie that i watched recently it just came out hour 30 minutes you see it rotten tomatoes 100 percent 95 percent of fire uh, 95% of people on Google like this movie. There's a ring. I like this movie. I'm letting you know I recommend it right now. I'm not going to tell you where I watched it. I'm not going to tell you who my plug is. But if you can find an alleged link, it's definitely worth watching. This shit was fire. Uh, if I can give you an idea of what happens without, like, spoiling anything. Um, basically, uh, Dark Side is up on that bullshit. So, the Justice League pulls up on it. boom, bop, bop, beep, bop. And things don't go as planned So then they need some space magic from Constantine So space magic come through Bing 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 bong 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 You know Then Raven you know what I'm saying Raven pull up with the hood you know what I'm saying And fucking Damian Wayne you know what I'm saying He pull up with the suit And then Batman got a new suit Batman got a new suit it's a red joint It's a red it looked like Batman but Beyond I was like oh my god Batman got a new suit So That shit was fire <laughs> though <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> there's no way for me to explain this movie without spoiling it because i mean it's only an hour and a half long all i can say is if you want something to watch i just threw this on the notes to recommend that it, it's fire the animation's fire the the fight scenes are fire the story is fire um it's just fire across the board and it's it's not just a it's not just a it's justice league dark uh, but it's not just like a Justice League movie Yeah, you have your typical Justice League characters in there But then you also have your Justice League dark character Constantine and all his friends But also the Teen Titans are in this movie um, uh, So it's it's honestly like the entire DC universe it doesn't do it justice when it says Justice League It's honestly like the damn entire just uh, DC universe in this movie. Um, so all your favorite characters are there. It, it's fire. It's fire uh, Besides Beast Boy. I don't remember seeing Beast Boy Beast Boy don't get no bitches anyway. What it matter Uh, green Uh, So, yeah, check out Justice League Dark Apocalypse. Uh, You can find it if you know how to use Google. All right. um, And the last thing I put on the media, it's time to pocket watch. No, I'm not pocket watching. I just want to talk about this a little bit because it kind of does matter. So um, Joe Rogan signed an exclusive deal with Spotify. And the title of this article from BBC News, Big Black Cock News, why Joe, Joe Rogan's exclusive Spotify deal matters. So for those of you unaware, um, Joe Rogan signed a hundred million dollar multi-year deal, according to Wall Street Journal. Uh, Rogan's podcast, which is one of the most popular in the world, will arrive to streaming giant on September 1st. So you basically have like six months to download the Spotify app, which by the way, I've seen a lot of people in the comment section of his video, because he, he, he revealed in a video that he was moving to Spotify exclusively, um, And I've seen a lot of people complaining in the comment section of his video. Well, I guess I'm going to stop watching the show. Y'all do know that Spotify is free. You don't have to pay for it. You just have to download the damn app. So if you really love the show, just download the app. Granted, when you watch things or listen to things free on uh, Spotify, there are ads. But, I mean, you can still listen to it for free. There are ads on YouTube. So it's really not that big of a deal. It's, he said it's going to be the same content. Um, It'll remain free. It'll be the same exact show. It's just a licensing deal. So understand what a licensing deal means is... They have no creative control over whatever he does. They're basically just renting his show. They're renting it for a couple years. And at the end of the the contract, if they want to continue, they will, if not, he'll go back to YouTube or whatever. Um, He said, they want me to continue doing the ways that I've done things. I'm excited to support the largest audio platform in the world. And I hope you folks out there uh, will continue to switch. So the video will be on Spotify too. This is a big deal to me. The reason I wanted to bring this up is not the the money in the pocket watching thing. Like, don't I would like a hundred million dollars, but I know I'm not that big. Come on, guys. Uh, but you can give me at least a mil, Spotify. Um, this is a big deal because it gives options. Um, Joe Rogan's podcast is one of the biggest on YouTube, um, and also on any other. And of course, it was the audio was available on all platforms too. But him being exclusive to Spotify shows that. Spotify is serious about being a contender in terms of the being the number one like podcast platform um, and they're willing to invest in their talent um, and it should it, it with competition it shows that like you know the rest of the competition is going to have to pay if they want to keep their talent on board so it's an opportunity for everybody to make money like he's opening up a floodgate for everybody else like you could get a deal with Spotify or you can get a deal with I don't know Radio Republic or a fucking Stitcher or YouTube or something like that because uh, they, they're going to want to acquire talent exclusives exclusives are what sell consoles they're also what the exc- they're also what helps platforms that's why they were doing exclusive albums on apple for a while because they were trying to get people to subscribe to apple music um and this is really dope because it's just a licensing deal. so the show will still be the same but i think this is just exciting because it, it creates competition and it shows youtube that they can't be stagnant they better start paying attention to what other people are doing i'm trying to get me a deal like who trying to cut me a check that's what i want to know (laughs) i guess this is more exciting for me or if you plan on being a future content creator this should be exciting to you because it opens up opportunity um if you want to have the best team you got to go get the best talent and they dropped a big bag on him which means they might drop some smaller bags on some smaller people you know or exclusivity deal or whatever um and it shows spotify is here to stay it shows spotify is here to stay um this is also a big deal too because like um a lot of these uh a lot of for those you're unaware a lot of record labels they've been hounding spotify about paying more and the rumor is spotify is thinking about focusing more on podcasts and being a podcasting platform and them dropping 100 million dollars is no joke it shows there might be some truth to it um and of uh, course it's going to be extra promotion for people if his podcast prospers on spotify it's only going to help your pod, your podcast it's going to trickle down because it's going to grow the business as a whole and i think that's why this is a big deal for a long time i remember i remember we've been doing the gi podcast we started that like 2013 i remember the entire comment section what the fuck is this shit what the fuck is a podcast this is stupid this is a two hour long video two hour long audio i ain't listening to this shit now look at this shit motherfuckers are getting a 100 million dollar deals if you ask me podcasts have surpassed radio People are listening to podcasts more than radio because you're able to articulate and spend more time talking about what you want. It's not a rush because people, you know, you got to get off whatever you got to say in 10 minutes because people are in the car and shit during the morning show or whatever. I feel like this shit has surpassed radio and it's here to stay and people clowned us Because we started a podcast way back when. But look at it now. Everybody got a podcast. T.I. got a podcast called Expeditiously. He turned a meme into a damn podcast. Every rapper got a damn podcast nowadays. There's a reason for it. And I remember you motherfuckers clowned us. Because I'm not talking about myself. We have another podcast. I have another podcast called the Gaming Illuminati Podcast. People talked down on us, Said this is stupid. What is this format? This is why. Long term investment. I want a big bag. And now y'all know there are bags in this shit. But you got to invest in yourself. So shout out to Joe Rogan getting the bag shout out to Spotify for believing in content creators um, and giving a platform. And I hope it leads to more growth in the industry, because that means more money for my black ass. All right. I'm tired of talking about this. <laughs> uh, moving on to the question section of the podcast. Let me get a swig of this water. Yes, sir. So the first question comes from trap God. Nah, I actually took this question out of YouTube because. I took this out of the YouTube comments cuz I uploaded a segment of my podcast which by the way the segments on my podcast do better than like the actual podcast. I really wish y'all would support the content that y'all ask for. That's why I started breaking down the content into sections because it's just easier to absorb for some people. Uh people don't like a lot of people who are not watching my podcast, they don't know that I tell stories all the fucking time. So I was like, you know what? We're just gonna call it a black eye tales. We're gonna call it a story time instead of a podcast since since you refuse to click the fucking video. One um one the one of the videos I upload has almost forty thousand views in, in the first day, which is great for me. Uh the first like twenty-four hours or whatever. And that's not the point. He left a comment on that video where I was talking about um what was I talking about? Oh, why I quit my job. And in that in that segment of the podcast, I was talking about how like one episode of the podcast pays my rent uh for the month, which but, what, what i was saying just to kind of far, further articulate that i wasn't saying because i think some people might have took me out of context i wasn't saying one podcast pays my rent for the entire year i'm saying let's say i do two podcasts a month one of those podcasts will pay my like the ads that i get from it that can pay my rent meaning the rest of the money that i make off my podcast off my twitch streams off of twitter and instagram uh and youtube i, I pocket that money uh and to further elaborate he, he asked on in the YouTube comments I don't think he was being malice he was just generally curious so I wanted to answer the question and just kind of archive it for the podcast maybe turn this into a video segment he said how do you pay your rent off of one podcast you average 30,000 views of video unless it's off twitch and Spotify combined um, and my answer to that is not everything is black and white I know that a lot of your favorite youtubers and I'm specifically specifically talking about youtubers I know a lot of your favorite youtubers like to flaunt and act like they're rich but some of them are not i don't want to some of them are but some of them are not just because one thing you guys gotta understand is just because you have a million subscribers and a million views does not mean you're making millions of dollars and this is why personally for me it never hurt my feelings i get comments all the time talking about my channel's dead you like 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 this dude said like he's not saying my channel's dead but he says you only average 30,000 views which by the way if you look at my channel I average 30,000 views like in the first week of a video if you look at that video a year from now usually it has 100,000 views i that's another thing y'all got to understand i really hate when people do that they compare a video they be comparing videos that i made 5 years ago to a video that just dropped yesterday if I got thirty thousand views in twenty four hours, that means in the next year, more than likely, it's probably gonna have a hundred thousand views. But you're looking at a video from four or five years ago with two hundred thousand views. It's because it had years to accumulate those views. But that's beside the point. Um, I've just I've never been. I'm am more of a niche content creator. I've never been a person that gets r- tons of views right off a rip. I make long tail content. that's stuff that that people always can vibe with. It's not flash in the pan gimmicky shit. Um, but that's beside the point. Uh, you average thirty thousand views a video. Uh, how do you pay the rent or whatever? Um, like I said, just because just because somebody has millions of views doesn't mean they know they're business savvy. They know how to make money, or like the content they make. Just because you're getting millions of views doesn't mean the content you make warrants sponsorships. Like um, like I would, I'm not saying it is, but I would imagine it's harder to get sponsorships. Um. Actually, you know what? I don't even want to open that can of worms because I don't want them niggas in my fucking comment section. Forget that. Scratch that. All right. So to be more specific to what you're saying, thirty thousand views. How do you how do you pay your rent with that? Um, I don't want to go into like specific numbers, but I can tell you right now that like per hour on Twitch, like I like I've been averaging like a thousand people in my fucking chat per hour. I'm not saying this is what I make on every. Nah, because then you niggas gonna be pocket watching. No, nah, I don't want you on my money. How can I say this without? all right check it out um advertisers will pay more for somebody who has influence versus somebody who just has numbers i'm sorry i've been like beating around the bush i just want you motherfuckers, all in my pocket because one thing about people on the internet is you can't the, the moment they find out how much money you make then they'll use that as an excuse not to support you or they'll think you make too much because what people have very low standards like I, for me, I don't feel like I make enough or I don't feel like I've been successful enough. So I'm always striving and trying to do better, but somebody might hear my, how much you make. And they'll be like, Oh, he good. I ain't supporting him versus somebody that just don't, I ain't in the pocket. What? Um, anyways, <laughs> uh, an advertiser will pay for somebody who can prove they have influence versus somebody who can't. So let's say influencer a averages a million views a video. And me, I average 30,000 views a video. If I can sell, if 15,000 of those 30,000 people sell a, t- will buy a t-shirt, the advertiser will pay for my 30,000 views versus that person who gets a million views ver- per video and nobody buys their t-shirts. And, and I, I bring that up to, so, to say that like, the world is not black and white. Like being, just because you have a bunch of views doesn't mean you're respected. A lot of people have a lot of views, be- and, and and y'all know this shit because y'all leave these comments in my fucking videos all the time. A lot of people have a lot of views because they clickbait and they use gimmicks. That doesn't make them influential. I I have whether you agree with every. I know I know you guys don't agree agree with everything that I say, but I know you guys respect my opinion, and that matters. You may not agree with everything that I say, but you do respect me, and you know that it's coming from an honest place. This is how I truly feel about things. I'm not just shilling and doing stupid shit for fucking views. Um, And an example I can give you of the best example off the top of my head that I can give you of how someone can have tons of followers and have no influence is like these chicks on Instagram. Um, It's a lot of women on Instagram. Fine as hell. Big booties, fat titties, luscious lips. Most of it's fake. Shout out to the, to the natural chicks. but That's beside the point. (laughs) Um, A lot of those chicks have hundreds of thousands of followers, have millions of followers, most of them are thirsty men some of them are just women that admire beautiful women like us but most of them let's be real are thirsty men um and let's keep this shit a buck shorty can have 2.5 million followers and she's selling a t-shirt most you dudes will not buy that t-shirt and do you know why because some and some of you will but most of you will not buy a t-shirt from her because you don't give a fuck what she has to say oh you selling t-shirts Babe, when you gonna drop another picture or another video, you twerking that ass, showing them titties. That's what y'all care about. That's not influence. They're selling pussy, and you notice a lot of them can only pay their rent through their OnlyFans because they selling pussy. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not knocking that hustle. Do what you want, which is sell that pussy, girl. That's the oldest form of business right there. Somebody gotta sell it. I ain't knocking the hustle. All I'm saying is, you notice a lot of those chicks do not have true influence how many you niggas bought a bang energy drink because some big booty bitch said you know i'm bang energy drink i drink it you know they don't drink that shit you don't respect what they have to say you just looking at they ass dog and that that's that's just like that's like an easy example that i can think of um I could think of some more, but I feel like it'll re- ruffle a lot of people's feathers, and I'm really not in the mood for. It's not that I care about that smoke. I'm, you know, I'm for the smoke. It's more so I just don't. I'm not in the mood to hear that people's mouths and shit like that. But that's like the easiest one I could think of. Like y'all don't, y'all don't care what a lot of these chicks have to say. Some of you might have bought some merch from from an IG model, but most of you will not buy anything. Um, most of the time, they sell stuff that that other women will buy, like the slim. Actually, I don't even know. Do women buy them slimming tummy tees or whatever that shit? Do they buy that shit? I don't know. I, I I know. I know personally. I ain't buying no merch or nothing off none of these chicks. I'm just there to get on Instagram and double tap that ass. That's all I'm there for. So that's an example of how there are plenty of people that have influence. That not influence. There are plenty of people who have tons of followers and no influence. What I'm basically trying to describe to you is what's referred to as a niche. Just because someone's smaller does not mean they're influential somebody who's smaller can actually be more influential than somebody who's bigger and that's what i was trying to explain in one other video somebody was somebody i forgot what video it was but i was talking about how i've how i've influenced a lot of like black youtubers i don't know any other like There was very... When I first started doing YouTube in the the gaming space, there was like rarely any other black content creators that did gaming videos. I'm very influential in this space. And just because I don't have millions of followers, like... Because some of these people have surpassed me and I'm not even knocking them. Like, I I congratulate you. I walk so you can fly. You cannot deny that I don't have a certain level of influence on some of these other content. I ain't even gonna say no fucking names because you see this shit. Niggas be stealing my fucking thumbnails, fucking my video ideas. They talk like me. Um... And just because they're bigger than me, you think that I didn't influence them. I feel bad for people who think like that. Like, that's such a that's such a elementary way of thinking. You can be influential and not be the biggest person in the world. The reality is one of my biggest problems is I'm almost too real. Like, I don't play politics. I don't do the gimmicks. I don't do none of that dumb shit. And it it, it hinders me. Uh, The reality is people people will say that they like real shit until they see it. Y'all like gimmicks. Y'all like stupid shit. Uh, you like drama because if you didn't fucking love and hip-hop wouldn't exist anymore so let's not let's not let's not do that that's beside the point um what i was talking about uh the 30,000 the 30,000 thing that's that's how just because you don't have a certain amount of viewers doesn't mean you're not influential so don't i always tell people don't put yourself down Uh, An advertiser will pay for those 10,000 views if you could sell 5,000 units if you could sell 2,000 units because let's do the math here let's see let me get a Let me get a calculator out here. Let's do it. Let's get it. Okay. Let's say you have, let's say you average 10,000 views on a video, right? And you know, you're confident that at least 2,000 of those viewers will buy something. Let's see a shirt's $25 times 2000. That's $50,000. That's $50,000. Most of you have never even touched $50,000. I've seen that in your bank account. You don't think advertisers will pay for that. I'm saying like being, being creative and being business savvy are two different things. And over the last probably five years, I spent a lot of my time becoming more business savvy. I may not be the biggest content creator on this platform, but I'm much more business savvy than some of your favorite content creators. I might be doing financially better than some of your favorite content creators that are, uh that are, they have millions of views and that has to do with me taking the time to learn my learn things surrounding myself with people who are smarter than me than nerd th- oh i didn't even show y'all hold up so y'all think i'm lying <laughs> there's the there's the there's the fifty thousand that i brought on the damn calculator um just so i don't think i'm lying you got to become more business savvy don't just be creative um there was one more thing that i wanted to add to this What what else was it oh that's what i was gonna say the key thing is don't beat yourself up just because you're not the biggest creator Um, the key is you want to learn how to articulate yourself. Like I said, I spent a lot of time the last five years really learning business. You want to learn how to articulate yourself in your value. And the thing is like, it could be keep track of your stats. Let's say you do something as simple as like, I don't know, you notice how everybody gets like an affiliate code for different brands. Let's say you get an affiliate code for G fuel, or I don't know, some gaming chair or whatever. When you get that affiliate code for whatever t-shirt or product that you're promoting, at the end of every month, send that company an email and be like, hey, can I see the numbers? Can I see how many sales that I've generated? Do that for every fucking affiliate code because that's how you start off. That's how you build up your, your resume, I guess you can say. Request those numbers and then you can use those numbers to flip it. Be like, okay, well, I've been averaging X amount of views and according to your data, over the last six months, I've generated over you know 5,000 sales. I may not be the biggest content creator, but I have the proof that I, have generated it through your through my affiliate code so i'm going to need x amount of money paid to me per month plus an affiliate code that i get paid off commission if that makes sense so that's that's the easiest way i think that you can build up kind of like a resume like that's a really popular thing in the content creation getting affiliate codes for different brands and stuff use those affiliate the thing about affiliate codes is often the brand gets more out of it but you can get more out of it if you take the time to really stretch that extra mile. request your numbers, see what revenue you're generating for that company, write all this shit down and start building up a resume. I hope that helped. Um, an actual example I can give you is Skillshare. Um, so I just, I just started this podcast like last year. Um, and the first brand to uh, give me an opportunity was Skillshare. They put me on a three episode. I can't go into all the details, like how much I'm paid and stuff in the contract. But the, the, originally they put me on a three episode trial. They put me on probation and they said after three episodes, if you generate enough revenue or enough sign ups on our website, you know, maybe we'll extend your contract. True story. Um, the first episode that dropped where I had the Skillshare sponsorship, I generated so many signups. Mind you, that episode only got like 20,000 views on YouTube. I generated so many signups. They extended, they, they got rid of the, the probation period and they extended my contract to a year. I didn't even have to do probation. I did one episode. So many of y'all signed up for Skillshare um because I have real influence they said fuck that we're gonna give him a one-year contract for x amount of money every month and part of that is because I have influence but of course you guys supported me and I appreciate y'all like that I I appreciate when you guys do things like that when you hit the when you hit the like button um and another thing is like like I said like respect um you know I don't co-sign anything that I don't like uh so like you'll be more inclined to listen to me it's like it's like smack says you you can copy the you can copy the formula but you can't copy the respect uh there are a lot of people out there that get more views than me but they don't have the same level of respect for me as me when i tell you something works you'll listen to me more than other people uh because you know i don't be on that bullshit so like that's an example an actual example for me um, with skillshare um uh, and if i could just give like a like a life lesson i wrote this down like one of the best life lessons that i learned uh because like the way that you presented this question and i would imagine a lot of people Think the same way as you you think very black and white oh this person gets millions of views so they must make millions of dollars no a life lesson i can give to you one of the best ones that i got was when i used to play soccer back when i was a kid um or football if you're from not from america uh, when i used to play soccer there's something that's called a drop pass in the game the field is very large and wide the pitch um and of course you have to move the ball forward to get it into the goal but in soccer they have what's called a drop pass where if you ever paid attention to a soccer game they pass the ball backwards sometimes the reason you pass the ball backwards is because a lot of times like defenders will attack you while you're trying to move forward and there's no way for you to move forward so you have to push the ball back to a teammate then the teammate assesses the field and then i don't know you you push the ball right and forward um because there's more space on that side and there's less defenders over there if that makes sense i guess what i'm trying to say to you is like I'm very appreciative that I played soccer because that drop pass taught me a life lessons in a sense that sometimes you got to fall back and look at the bigger picture. There's a bigger picture here. More views do not equal more money. The world is not black and white. And stop talking down on people. This is for people in the comments. Stop talking down on people because you think you understand. It's always the people that think they understand the most that don't know shit. I hope I gave you a little bit of insight on business. I can't go 100% into all the details, but I feel like I gave you a little bit, a little bit, Live life with the drop pass. I mean, that's basically the same, kind of the same moral as the the uh, tortoise and the hare. Yo, it's a lot of people. I brought that up on stream. It's a lot of people that have not read the book, The Tortoise and the Hare. People laugh when I say that's one of my favorite books. But slow and steady wins the race. Slow and steady wins the race, bro. Um, that drop pass, drop that ball back. Look at the field, assess things, and try to figure out what's the best move for you. Because forward is not always the best move. Sometimes you got to sit your ass down and think about it. Hopefully that helped. That answers your question. Next question comes from Naz and he says, TBH, how do you determine how long you want to make a video balancing viewer retention versus watch time? All right. Good question. This is a YouTube specific question. So for those of you unaware, back in the day, the most important thing for getting more viewers is views. The more views you had, the more the algorithm would suggest your video on the side um but a lot of youtubers started gaming the system started taking advantage of the system using plugins that would refresh the browser non-stop so then you would just get more views like you could there was literally a, pl- a plug i remember that you could put in on chrome um and firefox where like it would refresh your browser like every two seconds so what you would do is you what people with youtube i didn't do this but what youtubers would do is they would open up their own video and then turn that plugin in on and open up multiple web browsers and let's say you had like 10 web browsers open at a time right and it would refresh your video like every two seconds. So every two seconds, you got 10 new viewers. Do the math. So they, they YouTube figured out that people were cheesing the system like that. And um, so then eventually somewhere along the lines, like years ago, they moved away from views being the most important thing to viewer retention. And viewer retention is how long can you keep somebody on the platform? Um, and it makes sense. Basically, watch time. Um, if you if, if you drop a 10 minute video and people only watch 30 seconds and leave, youtube algorithm looks at that as nobody likes your content it's not even worth watching versus uh if somebody drops a 10 minute video and somebody watches eight minutes of it okay this is quality content we're going to suggest this to more people um especially because people got low, low attention spans nowadays um so he was asking how do you determine viewer retention versus watch time just experiment i would say figure out what's best for you most youtubers will answer this question and they'll tell you the best thing you can do is drop every video should be 10 to 15 minutes you ever notice a lot of your favorite youtubers videos are 10 minutes in one second there's a reason for that most youtubers drop 10 minute videos not for fucking watch time it's because when you drop a 10 minute video it unlocks the ability to place more ads on a video you ever notice like a lot of these 10 15 minute videos be having like five ads on it that's because if the video is 10 minutes you're allowed to put more ads on it but if it's not 10 minutes then there's only gonna be one ad on the video so that's why a lot of your favorite youtubers do that but then they'll hide behind the idea. Of the reason all my videos are 10 to 15 minutes is because I get more watch time. That's not how the shit works. I encourage people to experiment. Listen, if all your videos are 10 minutes and people are only watching two minutes on average of each video, YouTube's gonna look at your content and say, You're not getting very good watch time. You're not getting very good viewer retention. People don't like your shit, so they're not gonna suggest it in the algorithm. Now, if you drop 10 minute videos and people are watching the majority of them, then go for it. So you have to experiment and see and figure out what works for you. For me personally, what I find is my videos, they operate best between four and eight minutes. Um, eight, Four to eight minute long minute videos work for me because then I get like on average, I get like seven minutes, six, seven minutes of like watch time versus if I drop like a 10, 15 minute video, then only like four minutes people will watch it. I guess it's because, I don't know, like people will look at it as, I guess cause maybe my audience is older. They don't have as much time. So when they see like a, a 20 minute video, they get they get kind of intimidated and they're like, oh, I don't have time to watch that. But if they see an eight minute video, I can watch them. I can give him eight minutes. You see what I'm saying? So experiment and figure out what works best for you. Know your demographics. Like I said, most of my audience is older. I don't have a kiddie audience. My audience is 16 to 34. These are people who are going to school. People who have jobs. People have families. Uh, motherfuckers is not trying to watch, you know, hour long videos and shit that's why i started cutting up the podcast so my advice to you naz would be experiment study your analytics figure out what works for you but do not listen to these youtubers that tell you everything's got to be 10 to 15 minutes that's not true figure out who your audience is first and then figure out what they're watching on average if you look at your analytics and it's saying that on average your viewers are watching like six minutes of your content maybe instead of doing 10 minute videos cut it down to eight that way you're not wasting footage um, you're not wasting people's time, and it's telling the YouTube algorithm that people like your shit more. Hopefully, that answers your question. Um, and last but not least, the last question comes from Golden Gesture, and he said, "You mentioned before you've been studying and researching on living a more minimalist lifestyle. How would you describe your journey migrating over to that lifestyle, and also has it also bled into other parts of your life?" Um, I think you're talking about like the Skillshare ad that I had a few weeks a few weeks ago, like in my last episode where I was talking about like uh i was just looking more into like the details of a minimalist lifestyle but if we're being honest like it had nothing to do with studying like i've always kind of lived this lifestyle um less is more uh i wouldn't describe it as like a journey like i just don't understand the point of having a bunch of shit uh, i guess i guess i was studying it on skillshare more so that like i was trying to understand other people's perspectives and why they did it and maybe pick up some game but if you're asking if you're if you're asking me specifically for like my mind frame on it i've always thought about living like a minimalist lifestyle i just didn't know there was a word for it until maybe like the last two years but like less is more to me um i don't understand why people need a shit ton of furniture why do you need all the fucking consoles why do you need all the food in your house like i don't I don't understand like I I I personally hate a cluttered work a cluttered workspace. So like I like a big open space. Like I recently I got a coffee table. It's like to the right of me. It's still in the boxes. I got to build it. I'm actually going to build it after this podcast. Um cuz I'm so I'm so busy. I have a hard time finding stuff. But like I'm going to have a coffee table, I have my TV, I have my couch. That's it. I like to have like open space. I don't see the point in having a bunch of shit. Um it just clutters the space up and I feel like it fucks with my energy. I don't know. It's like it's like that feng shui shit like i think that's what it is like it, when, when things are cluttered i feel like my mind is cluttered um so like i like to have less and also like it, it's good for your bank account i feel like a lot of times like people just be finding any reason to spend money and then they'd be wondering why they broke you don't have to go see every movie you don't have to buy every fucking game you can reread that book you have you can replay the game that you have on hard mode instead of normal since you already beat it um i just be looking for ways to save money be looking for ways to keep my mind clear um i don't understand i don't understand like i'd be looking at some of these pictures of these people people be posting They be posting like mirror selfies and they whole room just got junk all over it how you live like that i don't understand that shit, bro um i i for me making money and like achieving things is more about just competition and fulfilling my own like self desires i'm just very uh ambitious very fiery i feel like i gotta get up and do something it's more about getting things done than to me than actually making money like don't get me wrong making money and security is nice but for me i'm just very naturally competitive and that's why i do the things that i do i don't like making money to buy things i barely spend my money to be honest i know and it's not and it's not even because i'm cheap because when i do spend money I, I always try to buy the nicest thing because you spend money on cheap shit, it usually breaks down easier you know you can't buy a spaceship for 20 dollars, except that so i mean y'all be coming in my fucking twitch chat yo what's the cheapest i can get away with when building a gaming pc bro you need to drop at least at like a thousand if you want a decent gaming pc maybe 800 if you get you can get away with but like honestly like a thousand to 1200 if you want to future proof it a little bit like you cannot there are no ferraris there are no bentley's there are no limb limbos lambos for fucking on sale for a hundred dollars if you want the best you gotta get the best so a lot of times i don't spend my money on stupid shit i rather just spend it on the best and then after that I, I i look at it as like an investment then i don't have to spend any more money i live a a clutter-free life not being wasteful not having a shit ton of trash i don't know it's just i don't know it's an easier life um it makes it easier to travel too i can just pick up my bag and go i don't have to worry about cleaning up everything because i don't have a shit ton of stuff around me um i don't know i hope that answered your question God damn, this hour, we're at an hour and like 21 minutes. Uh, That's crazy. I'm tired of fucking talking. Um, So that's all I got on my show notes. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the show. If you did, please make sure to rate this show five stars on Apple Podcasts. Um, If you want to support the show financially, if you enjoyed the gems that I dropped and you picked them up, I would appreciate if you sent the donation to the kid. You can send a donation on the cash app at dollar sign, the black Hokage 08. I repeat, that's Dollar Sign, the Black Hokage 08, to send a donation to the kid. Um, What's the name? Other than that, that's all I got on my show notes. Thanks again, once again, for listening. And uh, I will see you guys on the next episode of Hokage Thoughts. Thoughts. Thoughts.